0: What up y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Draft Podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today, use the promo code DNBR when you sign up. We have a ton to go over. It is mock season, it is a coaching hiring season, it's speculation season, and we're gonna dive into all of it. We're going to kind of go back and forth about the possibility of trading for Sean Payton, dive into some prospects, debate, you know, if this prospect were to fall, would it still be worth giving up that draft capital for Sean Payton or not? It'll be uh, just kind of a nice little exercise, something we're going to have to consider given the fact that we're not going to be able to get Sean Payton unless you trade that draft compensation for him. But first things first, Jake, how's it going, my man?
2: I'm doing well, bro. I'm surviving. The portal is closed. My life has eased a little bit for now. Um, Can't complain.
0: At least until all the uh, the moves start happening with Spring Ball, right? And guys start, you know, doing that type of stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm expecting uh, quite a big exodus of uh, potential
0: uh, scholarships
2: for the Buffs.
0: That's going to be interesting to follow because for CSU, they didn't really have a ton of spring exits. They ended up having much more you know, mid-season with the new four-game yeah. role. I will be curious to see how Dion is kind of able to, to figure out that balance. I saw a report that he allegedly wants the roster to be 80% transfers. And yeah. My take would be that's going to be a hard way to hit every single time. But also, I mean, it's kind of like the minor leagues at this point. Anyways, I'm sure you'll talk about that plenty on the buffs pod. Dre, how's it going, my guy? It's going pretty
1: good, man. It's going pretty good. I love this speculative season. In fact, DraftKings has some amazing odds on next team for even Tom Brady right now, which is uh, kind of juicy, kind of saucy. Also at home with the kiddo, so we might get some wild noises in the background. That's just uh, part of the dealio today. But yeah. Um, I'm excited for this coaching search. The playoffs were awesome. I'm worried the divisional round is going to lull us into sleep and think that it's all faves, but last year it was all dogs. So I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, man, excited to talk coaching, mock drafts, everything and anything with you guys.
2: Best football weekend of the year, by the way. Divisional weekend. Absolutely love it. Great call out. Does T-Law do it, Jake? Yes, of course he does.
1: Let's go. Let's go. Doug Peterson, he knows he knows what Andy's got in his bag. He, he knows. Does. Justin, I know you cringe, but the greatest, most painful Chiefs upsets we've seen in recent memory, all AFC South related. Andrew Luck with the huge comeback. Mariota passing it to himself and running <laughs> it in. Come on, T-Lock can do this,
0: guys. I will say I saw a quote that said, Trevor Lawrence doesn't expect Arrowhead to be that much louder than what he experienced in Jacksonville over the weekend. And that alone was like, oh man, chiefs by 40.
2: Oh, Trevor, he's learning.
0: It's a part of it. He'll, he'll get there. But I mean, it's not like he is going to be gun shy or something. I mean, this guy played in national championships and, you know, against the Alabamas and Georgia's of the world. It's not like a, a big time atmosphere will be foreign to him, but, a lot to get into. So let's let's dive right into this conversation here. Since we last recorded, we have found out that Jim Harbaugh is going to remain with the University of Michigan.
1: Congrats, Jake. Maybe
0: reluctantly. It seems Thank like you. kind of an odd deal there. I'm not so sure he wants to be there, but maybe doesn't have a better option. I don't know. What's your take on all of this, Jake? And then we will give our top Broncos candidates minus Jim Harbaugh now that he is out of the picture.
2: I'll keep it short, man. I told you guys, this one felt different. This one seems like he was uh, less on board with the NFL thing than he was last year. I mean, the Vikings got way further. Uh, They got him in the building. Um, Of course, they wanted to bet him. He wanted an offer. It didn't work out. seems like this was the move all along. As a a Michigan
0: fan, you are? Ecstatic. Okay. That makes sense. Just making sure.
1: It's huge. Um, and as I mentioned, like, J.J., now that C.J. Strout's officially declared, J.J. McCarthy is the, the one returning quarterback for the, like, true blue bloods in college football, the true natty contenders. So I think that's huge. But hasn't this always felt like kind of a forced marriage to some extent, Justin? Like, it's almost like, uh, they're, like, staying together for the kids, you know? It's like, gosh. Yeah. I'm a Michigan man, I guess I'll stay, but it's not It's not what's in in Jim's heart, you know? It,
0: it reminds me a little bit of early Saban at Alabama when there was always the, like, I think there was a part of Saban that was embarrassed with how things went in the NFL, and at least Harbaugh doesn't have that. He doesn't have, like, the pride of being like, no, I can do this, and just was in a weird circumstance and didn't get an opportunity to show what I can do. But I do think early on in, in his tenure, there was some of that with Saban where he kind of wanted to go back to the NFL. Now, I don't think it's there. Now, I don't think he would. But with Jim, it will be interesting to see kind of over the next 10 years how this all plays out with the potential job opportunities. You know, does he even take interviews these next couple of cycles? That'll, it'll be really interesting to see how this all plays out.
2: I'll say that it appears that there's a rift between him and the AD, and Jim doesn't really like um, Manuel. So the announcement he was coming back was actually him talking to the president. He and the president of Michigan kind of figured this out, um, and then the president informed the AD. So I think that actually might be a little bit of the motivation, too.
0: So Jim, basically, he he was like, you want to know what? This freaking regional assistant manager here—he's just driving me insane, <laughs> busting my ass every shift. I'm going over his head. I'm talking to the regional manager, and we're getting something done.
2: That that might be uh, a <laughs> uh, rough uh, cliff cliff notes of a uh, version of what's just happened. Yeah,
0: I'll say this: football coaches win a hell of a lot more football games and uh, bring a lot more money into the university than ads do. It's damn
2: true.
1: Facts. Um, But the ADs are the ones who make those big hires, you know. Michigan plus a thousand to win the Natty. I'm just gonna say that. Ooh. And if they get it done, like he's out. He's done his job. He can leave.
2: Yeah. I
1: think we can all agree on that.
0: Yeah. What are Georgia's odds right now since they have just the easiest cakewalk of a schedule of all time on paper?
1: Plus 260.
0: There's still enough juice on that that I would probably take it. I mean, we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation down there, but those
1: are it's short machine
0: odds. man. Those are those short odds odd. are only going to get shorter as it goes on. It'll be like minus two fifty by October.
2: Yeah, I will say th- those are pretty short odds for a team that's going to have a brand new starting quarterback, um, especially at this point. Situation yeah. again. Yeah,
0: not a ton of value betting wise, but let's uh, let's get into it. I wanted to just kind of briefly talk about the the Harbaugh situation, but Now that he's out of the mix, he was my top guy. I I would have loved to have seen him in Denver. I just think he's a respectable football coach. I think all the things that people mock him for are are pretty valid. I think he's a big old dork, just being uh, quite frank. But the guy wins, and that's what I want. I want to win. I don't want the the coach to be the most popular guy necessarily in the locker room. You don't want him to be the most hated guy in the locker room either. But I, I just think with the whole... Nathaniel Hackett situation, they need an alpha to come in here and turn it around. I've already made all these points before, so I'm not going to do it again. But Jake, you're the man. Harbaugh, no longer in picture. Give me your top three Broncos candidates.
2: So I'm going Sean Payton, number one. Um, Just the best coach available at this point. We'll get into the compensation, but um, I think he's on the very, very short list of people that can actually turn this current situation around number two i think i go david shaw um the man knows ball knows how to coach ball uh people are going to look at that stanford record people don't realize stanford was dealing with a lot of transfer restrictions that cu was dealing with the last few years that really limited how he built his team there and then after that man um i'd probably go dan quinn which i mean maybe a hottish take but what he's done with that defense in Dallas has been nothing short of amazing. And they are one of the best in the league. And this guy is a proven winner. He won in the NFL. People are going to say, yeah, with Kyle Shanahan, but he's been there. I'd love Dan Quinn on a second try to see what he could actually do uh, and see what he learned from all these past few years.
1: Where are you at, um, Trey? I, <clears throat> I like that. I would go Shaw one. Um, I think. I think the coaching chops are very high, and I kind of think the there's been like a a huge market overcorrection on him, where he was a really hot commodity and a guy who wasn't couldn't be got three four years ago. Um, he was like the before Matt Campbell or like Lincoln Riley, David Shaw was that guy um and he that nothing has happened at stanford that makes me think like oh he's lost it it's just the the circumstances at stanford were were very hard and yet he was still developing pro prospects and putting them out in the nfl i mean davis mills has had a a nice tenure and what have you um so he's one for me and sean sean payton does concern me in the like, I think David Shaw could, you need an alpha, I agree on that. You could also use a steady leader who's done it before and has a proven track record and is a, a teacher.
0: That's know? what I mean more than, like, not necessarily, like, sit down like, when I say I sit it. down. You just need somebody that's, like, that comes in and the entire room is is just going to naturally shut the fuck up when he speaks because that's the presence he has.
1: 100%. It's also a young team, so I think they'll respond pretty well to David Shaw I'd be intrigued with someone with that pedigree, being able to come into the NFL and kind of adapt to some of these younger players, which I think is a big success. And a lot of the the best coaches right now in the NFL is adjusting to, to the youth and how to coach those guys. Then I'd go Sean Payton. Um, it scares me, the one-stop shop, the like, just the football czar to cure all. I think how they handled the cap in New Orleans, the mixed success in the NFC South. Um, you know, the fact that you weren't always winning consistently with Drew Brees, that gives me some concern. But hey, I'll take a Parcells Disciple who's done it again with an extensive track record. And uh, then, honestly, my third candidate would be uh, B Flow, Brian Flores, who I don't think will be a candidate. DraftKings Odds now have him as the front runner to go to the cards um surplanting Sean Payton right now but uh it in that mold I'd go D'Amico Ryans who I'll take what Dan Quinn's done at the Cowboys and uh double you down with what D'Amico Ryans has done at the 49ers it's a stellar defense and honestly I mean we talk so much about Kyle Shanahan but it's what's carried that team for the overwhelming majority of the season, Um, and yeah, I think he's a very intriguing up-and-comer, but I'm also reluctant to go all-in on an up-and-comer, so those would be my top three guys.
0: I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. All three of my guys have already been covered. You guys have made the the points. Um, Sean Payton would be one for me. I have all the same reservations about A one-stop shop, as Dre does, I think when you look at the end of the Shanahan era, you can see some of the kind of flaws of of only having one mind, you know, and only one hand on the wheel with this type of stuff. I just think it's easy to get really stagnant, particularly when you have a coach that is as proven as Peyton is and, you know, quite frankly, is going to get the benefit of the doubt until it's too late. Um, Two, I'd go David Shaw we We mentioned David Shaw on this pod like five weeks ago, long before I saw it mentioned on any other, you know, social media or anything like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. The reaction to David Shaw would not be great from the public because, frankly, a lot of people just don't watch enough college football to really understand what he did out there. He's a stellar football coach. He's been in the NFL for uh, a decade. Like he has that experience in the past. And as everything we've said, he's just a leader. He's a guy that's proven that he can do it despite not being at an even playing field. And when Stanford is bad, they're really bad. And he had them punching up, you know, against USC, obviously post hardball who kind of established some of that. But Shaw, as the OC, was a big part of that. I think he would be a stellar NFL coach. I think anybody that knows anything about football would agree with that. Third, this one, I'm kind of all over the place. I think I'd go to D'Amico Ryan's. I generally would prefer somebody with head coaching experience. He doesn't even yeah. have a ton of d c experience, and that makes me hesitant. That said, when you look at the the success of a lot of these first time coaches across the league, you can't let Denver's recent misses completely eliminate you from a candidate pool, or, you know, a pool of candidates that potentially could be the guys. You know, I, I just think you have to be open to all possibilities. Last name I would throw out just as kind of a, I It wouldn't stoke me, but I would could probably talk myself into it. I think Jim Caldwell deserves another chance at a head coaching gig at some point, for too. Sure. And I, I think he's a really good coach. I, I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's flashy enough for what Denver needs right now just in terms of regenerating excitement amongst the fan base. And maybe you could say that same argument for Shaw but Shaw is such like a diamond in the rough i think he really could be like a just such a steal
2: two things um uh, i'm intrigued by D'Amico Ryan's mostly because he's a former player um you know i think you can kind of i don't i don't want to say it levels out but no obviously no head coaching experience but with a former player that played that long in the nfl he brings something to the table um in Feels that leadership like that. right yes exactly um, and then on Caldwell, I'd just be interested if they hired him, how involved Peyton Manning could potentially get in the franchise, because they obviously go back. Um, wonder if that's kind of the tie that brings Peyton back into the fold. So
0: Peyton's seal of approval does carry weight with me. Like, I'm yes. not saying Peyton should be determining the Denver's next head coach or anything like that, but that that speaks volumes when a mind as brilliant as Peyton is like, no, this guy's for real. And it shows. I mean, he's the only guy that had a winning record with the Lions before he got canned in the last, yeah. like, 30 years. So he was able to do something much like Shaw. If you can win in a situation where essentially nobody else historically has been able to do it, you're probably doing something right.
1: Well, and then, I mean, every candidate kind of has its connections. If uh, David Shaw gets gets to be selected, it's a big Condoleezza Rice endorsement Dan Quinn would be huge for George Payton and Russell Wilson um you know as would probably Evero to some extent uh Sean Payton would be a huge win for the owner you know like it's uh every candidate has its like trickle down who it's satisfying the most
0: kind of off of that do you like how this process is being handled? I I saw a report recently, and I I want to credit who it is. Jake might have even sent it in the group chat. But it seems like Peyton is going to be less involved in these interviews, and it's going to be more Penner, and then Peyton's just kind of kind of uh, George Peyton. This is not Peyton Manning. Is going to kind of, yeah. or you know, with these candidates around the facilities and stuff. I mean, what does that say say about the, the state of the Broncos' GM role right now and kind of where his standing is within this organization?
2: I think Peyton knows that he's um, his head may not be on the chopping block quite yet, but he's, he's walking through the gallows. And so I think that uh, he may be trying to not play as much a role, maybe lay a little low um, and try and let the ownership figure this out while he tries to keep a hold of his
0: job. Curious. It'll be very curious to see kind of what happens with him and his standing, what people view of him and how he's handled this roster situation. Because again, like we all would have made that trade. I think you can, in hindsight, you know, nitpick, but everybody was stoked for a reason when it happened. Even the contract, I I think it's defensible. Like I I would, it's easy to nitpick. It sucks that they did it before he ever played it down. I think 80% of the teams in the league probably would have done the same thing. That's all I'm saying. Um, Anything else on these Broncos coaching candidates before we move on? Word. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and the NFL divisional round is firing over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers bet just $5, get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlay. Boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. The matchup I've got my eyes on, probably Eagles-Giants. I like the quarterback rushing props. I think there's an opportunity to juice the value there. The more you throw in, the more you boost it. Again, up to 100%. Nobody is hooking you up like the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code DNVR. New customers bet $5 on the NFL divisional round. Get 200 free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with that code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: Also, shout out to Jive Hive. It's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. They are a virtual dispensary on wheels that offer convenient pricing, privacy, and security. They are job sensitive. If you are a lawyer or a doctor... They can div- deliver discreetly to you or to the privacy of your own home. Even if you're at home partying, you know who to order from. Don't drive JiveHive. Just visit JiveHive.com. It's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com and get your order delivered the same day or scheduled delivery window. We'll be there to say hi. Head over to JiveHive.com and enter your address to find out if JiveHive can deliver to your door. They are now serving Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various various areas of El Paso County. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E
0: dot com. What a service. I mean, just avoiding those awkward dispensary interactions where you run into somebody you know, and it's like, oh, yep, <laughs> hey. Anyways, yeah, check out Jive. No it's it, amazing. Yes, it's amazing. And as is our partners at Breckenridge Brewery because they just make it convenient. That's what we try and do. We try and partner with people that make your life more convenient. Breck does that. If you hop on breckbrew.com, you can find the Breck beer locator. It's going to find the closest liquor store, grocery store, whatever near you, offering all of the amazing Breck variety. Whether it's the Mile High City Golden Ale, Avalanche Amber Ale, Fun Slinger, their new collab with Never Summer, incredibly crushable, by the way. Summer day on the, uh, <laughs> summer day on the slopes, that makes sense. Sunny day <laughs> on the slopes. Fun Slinger in hand does not get any better than that. Check out that beer locator again, one more time at breckbrew.com. Find a breck brew near you. Ooh, beautifully done.
1: Beautifully Love it.
0: Done. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Let's um <laughs> let's get into these mock conversations and yes, kind of everything we teased, because this is this is the this is the main event here, you know, the entree of the the meal. How do you want to start this?
1: Tis the season. I think we'll start from Dame Brugler's from The Athletic um, just in our latest mock roundup. Seemed like there were more people publishing new mocks this week, so you like to see that. I'm still seeing crazy variants on some of the top guys. As always, Quentin Johnson, B. Robinson, the guys who stand out the most to me, but even Christian Gonzalez, Broderick Jones are guys who in some mocks are being mocked top five, top ten. And in others, uh, outside of the top 20, feels like maybe a little more variance than in years past even. Bryce Young going one, though. Will Levis, two, um, to the Texans with the Colts moving up to get Bryce Young. Also the Colts trading number four pick, the 35th pick, and a 2024 first rounder, which I guess sounds right, but also sounds kind of steep. And especially if CJ Stroud would have just dropped you at four. I'm not sure it's worth that.
0: It feels very San Francisco sending the the house for Trey Lance when they probably could have just sat there.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And CJ Stroud goes fifth to the Panthers. Um, As I mentioned, Christian Gonzalez goes really high, sixth overall to the Detroit Lions who seem poised to have an amazing draft with that 6th pick, and I think everyone would be sad to see that they settle on Christian Gonzalez. In fact, if they get a blue chipper in the front 7, I think they'd be great. Pierce Johnson, another guy with a ton of variance, goes to the Raiders at 7th overall. Um, the... Oh, there's a bunch of trades here, that's why. So the Broncos' natural pick is what Nets... The Panthers, C.J. Stroud, which we all love. Um, And then, yeah, what stood out to me was Bijan and Quentin Johnson dropping a bunch, as does Jordan Addison's only 20th. um, Darnell Quentin Johnson, 25th. And Bijan Robinson at the end of the first. I... Like I get that there's a lot of skill players, but what we've seen in years past is the skill players all get like rise way up the board.
0: Especially those two guys. Like I'm not sure I have less question marks about prospects than Clinton Johnston and Bijan Robinson in terms of what we've seen from a production, their athleticism translating. Like they they feel like top twenty guys easy.
1: And yet, those fits are not. People aren't convinced
2: number 30 is concerning too if the chiefs got jackson smith and jigba man that is uh that is not very fun and like man he's gonna go higher than that there's no way i know he has got the injury and stuff but that dude was incredible i don't see him dropping that far down um interesting that they have the texans going will levis at two over Stroud over richardson Uh, we got into that conversation pretty heavy uh last week I also noticed um, just talking about the skill guys and how they were going early. They have uh, Brugler has like three edge guys going at the top of the second round, and I just don't think that's going to be how that works out at all. I think a lot of those guys will find their way into the first. Uh, B.J. Ojolari, Nolan Smith, Zach Harrison, uh, just to name some of the guys down there. Yeah, and uh, Jalen Hyatt too. I think he'll have a little bit of a rise from his forty-first overall selection here. Agree. You had
0: all three of those edge guys going in the second round. hmm
2: Yeah. Top, uh, Maybe one
0: of them falls, but all three. Yeah. I
2: Todd mean, Phillips this, into the second round too.
1: It. We do like. I mean, what we're getting at is in this mock, we like a ton of the talent that's left here in the late, late first, early second. How do we feel about Osiris Torrance, the badass big guard out of Florida that Brugler has the Broncos selecting here?
0: Position and need certainly addresses a a key, you know, cog that the Broncos have been missing now for quite some time. I mean, guard play is just consistently underwhelmed. If they're going to get that run game going, if they're going to, you know, create some opportunities for Russ and and play action to roll out, you know, kind of extend the field a little bit, they've got to shore up that interior offensive line. Not the sexiest pick, not the, you know, flashy pick that they've had in the, the first round these last couple of years, but, I think that'd be really solid. It'd be tough to complain about.
2: I don't want to jump the gun here, but man, if the Broncos are taking a guard with their first-round pick, why not trade that for Sean Payton? I mean, it's a guard, man. I'm sorry. You can find a guard day two, day three, um, or even just find someone on free agency that's not going to be worth a bargain. So,
1: Yeah, Quinn Minert's had a stellar second half of the season. Hank was telling me about an interview with him recently where Quinn had told him he never... Been in a two-point stance prior, you know, so he really had to figure some stuff out this season, and once he did, he really shined. Um, the other thing is all these zone-blocking offenses, which we don't know what offense the Broncos will run next season, um, but Miner's success in a Hackett offense didn't make me think of, like, boy, I sure watch those Niners every week, and I think, like, huh, they're that's not, like... Tom Nalen, Matt Lepsis out there, you know, like they're they're drafting some big boys. Um so well I would I would say like Osiris Torres, very scheme specific. Would it make sense if they draft if the the new coaches, I don't know. Um, some zone blocking guy, which we don't have a ton of candidates in that mold, anyways. Um distracted me. But uh <laughs> And I also, though, think he's the best available at this spot. I'm heartbroken that Darnell Washington's gone, but with those wide receivers, with Bijan still available, with those edge rushers, with Clark Phillips available, even Jamar Gibbs, um, I get that they need the guard talent, but mm, I definitely think, you know, again, not jumping a segment, but. You know. I
0: mean it's kind of like intertwined, you know, really into one here. Like if you Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I think if if the options are we land Sean Payton and you, you're only giving up one first round pick, that's the key distinction, at least in what I'm going with in this scenario, then yeah, give me Sean Payton over the guard. Um if they do make that pick though, I, I like the value. I think he's probably the best player on the board.
1: He's a great pick for Sean Payton and probably david shaw like he'd be yeah. he'd have some fun and some gap schemes and really and that's what where peyton leaned in towards the last five years was they really went all in on the o-line um and did their thing there was also a mock on tdn that we wanted to look at um yeah i went on and on on the brugler one do you want to give us what stood out to you uh jake
2: <laughs> yeah sure so first overall Bryce Young. Uh, this is from Keith Sanchez of the Draft Network. He's got the Raiders trading up with the Bears to go first overall and take Bryce. Uh, then he has the Panthers trading up to two uh, with Houston to take Will Levis again at second overall. I like how he did this top 10, though, because I think this is actually a lot more similar to how it would actually go um, with all these tackles. Broderick Jones, three. Peter Skoronsky, four. Jalen Carter, five. With the Broncos picked to Seattle. Then Will Anderson, Paris Johnson. Uh, CJ Stroud goes at nine to Houston, so they still get their quarterback trading back with Carolina. Uh, scrolling through here, who else stands out? Jackson Smith and Jig, there you go, up to fifteen in this one. Christian Gonzalez at sixteen, before Joey Porter goes at seventeen. Uh, uh, Anthony Richardson at twenty, Addison twenty-four, Johnston twenty-six. So yeah.
1: Johnston keeps being so low. I'm I'm shook. Sure. Um, Also, it does seem like Broderick Jones, who was one of those prospects with more variance, has settled in. It also seems like Brian Branch, the Alabama safety, is um, getting a lot more top 20 buzz.
0: He was really good in that bowl game against Kansas State. Really, the secondary in general played well for Bama in that game, but Branch, I thought, because Jordan Battle was kind of the guy coming into the season that I think had more of the draft shine, and even he, I think, has kind of solidified himself as a you know top 70 pick or wherever he's gonna end up going top 90 pick but i i think branch has a pretty good chance to go top 25
2: yeah in 29th overall the broncos again another interior alignment in. this time it's the center from minnesota john michael schmitz
1: would it be a bad pick i'd also love the center out of michigan um Mm -hmm. And this mock has Andrew Vorines as the top interior O-lineman, the USC guard going 11th overall to the Titans. Um, Biggest difference is Bijan is a top 10 pick instead of the
2: 32nd pick. Mm -hmm. 8th overall to the Falcons.
1: Yeah, which uh, really stands out to me. It also has Tyree Wilson, the kind of... The consensus top edge as of late, I guess, I'm sorry, edge two after Will Anderson, right. um, he hasn't gone very low here at the end of the first, while Derek Hall, for example, the power edge out of Auburn is going much higher. Christian Gonzalez is going 10 spots lower. Um, so yeah, just interesting. And again, interior alignment, they could use it. They probably could use the center a bit more. Um but, you know, like Anton Harrison, a guy who we haven't talked about much, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, really athletic, he was still available at this pick. I know they need a right tackle, but Harrison might just be, like, too good of a dancing bear to pass up, and maybe this is finally the, the year where Bulls maybe makes that transition to a right tackle. I don't know, but um doesn't seem like maybe the best value. That pick, more than any, I'm like, well, yeah. If it was the Minnesota Center or Sean Payton, I guess I guess I'll take Sean Payton. Thanks.
0: What is the amount of compensation that is too far for you guys in terms of acquiring Sean Payton?
1: Mm, great question.
0: Because what it took two twos and two seconds to land Gruden, and that was what twenty something years ago. Yeah, yeah, so
2: uh, I'm trying to pull this up right now. I think Mike Kliss had a report yesterday that the Saints are starting at two first-round picks. I mean, that just might be where the negotiations start. But, man, um, that's pretty hefty. I would be okay giving away the first and maybe do, like, a pick swap uh, third, fourth round or something like that. But, man, two first-rounders is – they need a coach, but, man, that's hard to swallow. Ah. <sighs>
0: What if they're not back-to-back years? Is that worse or better?
2: Man. I don't know. I don't want to keep giving away these picks like this, though, man. I mean, it's it's biting me in the ass so hard right now, the last two years, not having these two first-round picks that parting with two and one that's potentially two years down the road would maybe soften the blow a bit, but that still hurts, I think.
1: That'd be really rough, man. That'd be really, really rough. Um, It just You're an NFL
0: GM. Why don't you just think about it through the NBA lens, though, of like, I'm probably not going to be here in five years. So, yeah, I'll trade my first-round pick from five. Like, if they were willing to take it. Like, let's say you give them the first round this next year, a second the year after that, and the other first round is five or six years down the line. Obviously, that's a gamble. You never know. You know, Six years from now, the whole world's completely different. You could be the worst team in the NFL. It could be the 30-second pick. I don't know if that's the difference between getting your guy and not getting your guy. Maybe you just go for the swing and say, fuck them picks.
1: I've just talked myself into this 24 draft, and I just, you know, no cap, no picks. It's a hard way to build to build a winner. It's just a hard way to build a winner and keep stacking and stacking and stacking. And again, like I, I do have Sean, some Sean Payton questions. Like to me, that track record is far from immaculate, you know. So, um, but if a Bijan Robinson were to drop, is do you make that swap? Do you trade the rights to Bijan for Sean Payton?
2: I mean, I love me some running backs, but man, I, that's kind of not too far from the guard situation where it's like you're picking a low positional priority here. It's it's hard to rationalize taking a running back and then missing out on a coach. And then all of a sudden we're back in this situation a year or two down the line looking for another head coach. I do think, Dre, you have, there was something you said, I think, last week that um, didn't really – I mean, it made sense, but it's like kind of one of those things that makes you think – that the Broncos may have to actually dig further into this hole to get themselves out by trading these picks for Sean Payton. Um, It's an interesting, it's an interesting situation that we find the Broncos in.
1: It's nutty, man. It's, it's nutty, but yeah, the further, the further you go. And maybe that's the thing. You just got to go hard at all times, you know, and uh, that'll lead to, I don't know. We'll draft Arch in 2026 and all will be well. (laughs)
0: I do you think it's interesting how little heat Sean Payton takes just in terms of when you look at the criticism of some of these other coaches who play who had great quarterbacks for a long time? Mike McCarthy, I guess, for instance, you each have one Super Bowl win. Are your resumes like that different? And in, in terms of how they're viewed, like by the, the football viewing world, I don't know, it feels like. And even myself, like I'm sitting here questioning myself. like Why do I like Sean Payton so much more than I like Mike McCarthy or some of these others? I, I don't know. I He's got some swagger to him. I do think he's got some personality, I think, that just kind of wins people over. It is something to consider, though. And if you trade all this draft capital and you are trusting him to refix everything and he isn't that guy, and now he's in a position where he has to do it and you've got no money and no picks, that, I don't, it's a tough spot.
2: I'll tell you where the difference is between Peyton and um, our guy, McCarthy. Sean Payton's one of the best play designers, play callers in the NFL. I mean, McCarthy does have yes. some offensive chops, but Peyton is in another league and consistently showed, despite all the concerns about the cap, all the decisions they made in building their roster, he was year in, year out a top five, maybe even top three play designer, play caller in the NFL. Uh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I, I- I undersold that, like, that is a part, that's why he's my second candidate, and I undersold that drastically. You're exactly
0: right. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're trying to find a guy who can bring the best out of these skill positions, in theory, there's there's nobody better than Sean Payton. Yeah. Is that enough, I guess, is ultimately what it comes down to, to put this team into contention, and I don't know, with the O-line questions, you know, that defense has been great for a long time. They're getting older. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Bijan, do you do it? You mm-hmm. guys don't care about running backs. I get, I get that already.
0: Uh, yeah, I would, I do, never I would do it. It would be hard, but I, I think Fair I would do it because you have Javante Williams. You've proven mm-hmm. that you could sign or trade for a guy like Murray and plug and play and get production out of him. I understand it's, it's a different mean, level. Bijan's... Bijan is on another level.
1: Yeah, <laughs> B- B- Bijan could be like our Eckler like he could be amazing he'd be eh, that's the problem is all these prospects it's like you know where Bijan would look amazing is in a GD Sean Payton offense he'd be incredible in a Sean Payton offense okay so then I won't even bother saying Jameer Jameer Gibbs what about Quinton Johnson Jackson Smith and Jigba Jordan Addison
0: I think I'd rather have Bijan than those guys, just because you have your receivers really? under contract.
1: Damn it, Justin! But fair point. But fine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Jake, where are you at? I'm way more torn on all of these. By the way, I think I'm a. I think most of these I bring up, I'm a like no. I if I knew that was the prospect, I probably wouldn't give up that. Opinion.
0: Quentin Johnston would be the one that would re- yes. really have me hesitant.
1: Because like, I think like,
0: he can be like Justin Jefferson type 200 yards a game type impactful.
1: Yeah. Like healthy Mike Williams at the very least. Like shit, like an X-Factor, a game winner.
2: Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. What about no, you? Same on board. No, same. Quentin Johnston is, it's he's different than the other ones. Jackson Smith and Jigba, we'd guy. have a conversation. My guy. Um Jordan maybe Addison. trade one of the
0: veterans at that point, too. You know, like Maybe you can sure. add some draft back into the mix because you get a fourth round or a third round pick for Sutton or Patrick or whatever.
2: Yeah. No, for sure. Um, Addison, I'd feel a little more eh about just because I feel like the Broncos kind of already have that and Judy and uh, Hamler when he's healthy, that speed kind of slot winner. Um, but Quentin Johnson would be a game changer, I think. Yeah, I agree completely.
1: Um, And kind of an upgrade on Cortland Sutton, and then right opens that up. Mm -hmm. I won't even bring up Darnell Washington, though I low-key love (laughs) Darnell Washington. Um, Okay, I mean, if you guys are on board with the... So basically we're saying it needs to be like borderline top five value. Like Brian Brees, the defensive tackle out of Clemson I've been talking about for three years. Would, Would him dropping be
0: a... Yeah. all world defensive tackle is really hard to find.
1: Oh my god! Especially watching these playoffs and
0: like, what, yeah, like guys that can Lawrence potentially be three downs for you, yeah. make an impact in the run yeah. game, occasionally get that bull rush when he has the opportunity. Yeah, I don't know about top five. I think it's probably got to be like top twelve ish. And yeah, maybe even take like quarterbacks out of that, like top twelve guys outside of the quarterback position, because we're not taking a first round quarterback.
2: Right. right. But now I do we want to get in? go ahead, Drew.
1: I mean that too. I think like you know if you told me C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, I would also not trade the pick if those guys dropped. Um, it gets a little more complex with the O line and tackles and stuff, because frankly that that is a position where it's like eh the scheme can probably fix the, like, as much as personnel, the scheme can probably fix the online.
0: If they get the hire right, which they haven't done in a while. But, yes, yes, in theory.
2: Uh, Do we want to do the simulation?
0: No, let's do a couple real quick. Let's wrap it up.
2: Um, Okay, so in this one, Will Anderson first overall to the Bears. Bryce Young two to the Texans. No trades, by the way. Uh, CJ Stroud four to the Colts. Quentin Johnson five to the Seahawks with that Broncos pick. Then Will Levis at nine to the Panthers. Going all the way down, I didn't do the Bengals pick who's at 27, just so we can kind of talk about this a little bit more and have more possibilities. Broncos picking at 28, of course. Uh, Dre and I were talking before we started. Bengals probably going. I don't know, O-line, interior O-line um, seems like a pick that they could use. Uh, Dre brought up safety cornerbacks. So there's guys all over the, uh, the place there. The highest ranked guy is Brian Branch, so I'll just throw him there to the uh, um, the Bengals. So that leaves us, in terms of offensive tackles, there's still the Oklahoma kid, Anton Harrison's there. Um, interior O-line, our guy Osiris Torrance is there. John Michael Smith is there um cornerbacks not much to work with edge nolan smith is still there tuli tui piloto still there too he was an animal at usc this last season
1: yeah
2: defensive tackles there's the big baylor guy that's about it though jameer gibbs still there josh downs is your best available wide receiver and your boy darnell washington is there dre who
1: probably should have gone to that bengals pick ahead and i'd be all over darnell washington is an offensive tackle playing tight end essentially that's the appeal um and like you know guys like that would go a long way in changing the vibe of this team you know uh like having some alphas on the actual field as well would be really nice and darnell washington's really intriguing and he's got that georgia thing going for him where it's like how much untapped potential is there because they had so many playmakers
0: hmm god he would be fun he'd just be a mauler out there I don't understand it seems like Nolan Smith's stock has kind of dropped significantly of late I don't really understand that where are you at with him Jake
2: yeah I'm kind of curious about that too because just going back through my mind I think he was like a penciled in first rounder when we were doing all these during the season Um, So that's curious. But, I mean, we saw this with uh, Trevon Walker a little bit last year. I mean, he was kind of dropping down a bit, and then he had the late push. Ended up going first overall, of course. Um, So we'll see. I love Thule, Thule, Peloto, though. That guy was an absolute animal for the Trojans last year. Um, Jameer Gibbs is there. Again, running back at 28. It's a hard sell. Um, It it all depends on who's the coach. And if you trade that pick, of course. top available guy, those Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas A&M Kareem's getting up there. Um, it's going to be in need in some way or another. Uh, I will say on this tight end class, just kind of looking ahead, we're going to get into it next week. I know for sure, but um, it seems like a fairly deep tight end class.
0: That would be the only thing that would have me hesitant about Washington that early is could we sit And potentially get the kid from Oregon State late in the third, you know, or you know, Kincaid out of Utah, something like that. I think there are a lot of impactful players. Washington's also just physically on another level. Like there just really isn't a player like him. And like Dre said, I, I don't think we've come even close to seeing what Washington can be because as good as he is as a, as a blocker and that de facto tight end. He actually really is effective as a pass catcher in the open field. And for a guy that moves that well, he runs pretty well too. Like he's not the shiftiest dude. He's not going to, you know, juke a guy in the open field, do some of the stuff that you could see. Even like Gronk had some shiftiness when he was running in the open field, might make a safety miss if he goes low. I don't know if he's going to do that, but if you try and arm tackle this dude, he's going to run straight through you. Like you just, He's a physical freak. It's like having Shaq play tight end for you. <laughs> right. yeah.
1: And he'd complement Dulcich nicely. Like, I don't think yes. tight end is necessarily a huge need, but this kind of tight end, this kind of upside, um, like he he would be a complete tone setter and would change the math of your offense in a lot of ways with the amount of blockers you can dedicate on a play-by-play basis. Um, but This is the classic Broncos mock scenario with this Niners pick is how things unfolded here. You know what the best, like the best outcome is probably trading down and adding multiple seconds, multiple day two picks, future picks, or whatever, and being able to sacrifice a smidge of value because everyone's kind of in a lower tier here. There's no big dog that dropped. And then just loading up on a couple of the guys we've mentioned between O-line, edge, corner, you know, what have you, wide receiver, maybe Darnell Washington drops. So I could see him blowing up the combine and being like a top 50. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and this simulator, again, I think feeds into like, it's a late first. You're not sacrificing that much for Sean Payton all in all. Like they're lucky mm-hmm. it's not their natural first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's no kidding. Yeah, and I I wonder how much that's playing into the Broncos becoming the front runners for Sean Payton. Well, yeah, the Cards have a top five pick, the Panthers have a top ten pick, like yeah. the, the the Colts, you know, like it's uh, it's it's a different deal. And the, on top of the Broncos having just uh, bigger pockets,
2: this is just such a unique situation, such a different situation than we've talked about the past two three years on this show. I yeah. mean, we had debates over where to pick or who to pick at. These top draft selections, but man, this is just a whole other ball game. of, you know, I don't know. You just make one decision and the butterfly effect um, is its truly unknown at this point, man. Um, it's going to be a curious case to see how this all turns out. Well,
0: it's going to be fun. We are going to be here for it all. We'll keep you up to date with all things college football, all things NFL draft. We're going to begin our position previews next week. I believe we're going to start with interior O-line and tight ends. Um, Let's go. Kind of slowly work our way towards some of the flashier, more fun position groups. But I'm really looking forward to diving into all of this. As always, shout out to our presenting sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Use that code DNVR when you sign up. Stay safe. Stay warm out there. Much love y'all. Peace.